What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Friday? Today is September 30th, 2022. What's going on out there? How are you on a Friday? How have you been this week? Getting ready for a big weekend. There's a lot going on this weekend. We got football, baseball's wrapping up, got some soccer back. Hello, Premier League soccer. And uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on this weekend. So stay tuned tomorrow for Saturday, uh, Saturday's Quick Picks. We'll have that at about uh, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow morning. So on today's show, just some deep dives and then some football picks. It's Football Friday, so we have a uh, college football game and a couple NFL games and actually some soccer. Kept the whole football thing going. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's do soccer first, actually. Start off with the quickest one. I don't have that deep of a handicap on this for for this audience, but uh, it's going to be AFC Bournemouth. Plus one four, or excuse me, minus one forty, double chance. So it's either plus a half or double chance the way it's listed on a website, and uh, it's Bournemouth to win or the game to end in a tie. Now Bournemouth has taken on uh, Brentford, and Brentford has been one of the worst teams on the road this year, last year in terms of efficiency. They can't get up and down the field very well, and they usually concede even to teams who have struggled putting the ball in the net. So I think what we see here is a fairly open game. And Bournemouth, actually, we took them uh, a couple weeks ago before the break, and this is a team that I think is still really underrated this season. Now, what you'll get sometimes, teams who greatly exceed expectation, the market doesn't know what to do. Right, the market's kind of lost. It, this happens in every sport, and when there's a team that's done so well compared to their preseason, it kind of puts the market in a bit of a flux. So that's been born with this year. And even on top of that, they switched managers a couple weeks ago. Scott Parker out, and they're looking for uh, the replacement. They're they, they new management group looking everywhere. But Gary O'Neill, the interim, has done a really good job. They're 3-0 and under him. They look like one of the best offenses in the league. And they have one of the best finish rates in all the Premier League. So what I think we're getting here is a home team that's still underrated, that's playing actually better than they were early in the year. And they've had one of the toughest schedules in the entire league. They played Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool to, to start the season off. I actually thought the firing of Scott Parker was a little premature. But either way, this team's playing good, looking much better. And I think that uh, minus 140 for double chance, keep in mind, if it ends at a tie, we still win, is a uh, the, the the right side here. So we'll take the uh, AFC Bournemouth, uh, the Cherries, against uh, Brentford. So Bournemouth plus a half or double chance tomorrow morning in the Premier League. Uh, let's go on to college football. We've got one college football breakdown. And again, on Football Fridays, if you're new to Football Friday, we just try and do some more handicaps. We don't do that many handicaps on this show, so we do kind of more of a deep dive on uh, Fridays. So let's go to Kentucky Ole Miss. This line is currently seven. Well, six and a half or seven, but I feel like seven's more widely available. So we're going to give out seven. Ole Miss minus seven is the bet here. Now, really, a lot of this does come down to how effective will running back Chris Rodriguez be for Kentucky? He comes back this week off a long injury, and he has been the heart and soul of that rush attack for so long. The only issue is the offensive line looks absolutely horrible this year for Kentucky. They rank 116th in offensive line efficiency. They are uh, third last in the in the conference right now in allowing hits behind the line of scrimmage. And really, that's what Ole Miss has done well defensively. Ole Miss... Looks unstoppable on offense. We'll get there. But they're a big surprise defensively. Third 
in uh, the SEC in uh, hits behind the line of scrimmage. They're seventh in the country in touchdowns allowed per drive and 12th in success rate. So Ole Miss's defense doing a lot to surprise, and I think this is a good matchup for them at home. So the whole point here is can Ole Miss exploit the fact that Kentucky's given up a lot of yards defensively, but not let anyone score, right? Like uh, This Kentucky defense is bended but not broken, and they've given up yards, yards, Actually, they're they're 18th in the country in touchdowns per drive, but they're 56th in yards per drive. So uh, I think that it's a, it's a good matchup if Ole Miss can score the football, which I think they can. Red zone efficiency has been very good this year. And look, we know about Ole Miss's offense. They look unstoppable, as I said, 10th in efficiency, 8th in touchdown rate, 9th in first down rate. So I think Ole Miss does move the football and find success offensively. I already mentioned the Kentucky O-line. I feel like they could get overwhelmed, despite if you know Chris Rodriguez has an amazing day on the ground. I, I just don't see this offensive line getting enough going to keep up with what I believe will be a high-scoring game and a high-scoring Ole Miss offense. So we'll take Ole Miss minus the seven. I know that's a lot of points in the SEC, but I think Ole Miss does pull away at home. All right, so let's get to some NFL picks. Before we do that, remember, Thrive Fantasy is the place you want to go for anything player prop related. So if you like to bet player props, certainly check out Thrive Fantasy. They have uh, the best payouts in the industry when you parlay player props together. So check them out online. That's Thrive Fantasy. Put in promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. All right, so let's get to uh, some NFL I've got a teaser to give away. So we've got one soccer bet, one one uh, college bet, and one NFL bet. But I do want to give my handicap on the Kansas City-Tampa Bay game. Uh, earlier in the week, I mentioned this a little bit, and I said I'd give a handicap on today's show. So let's quickly talk about that. Uh, Kansas City-Tampa Bay, this line opened up at Kansas City minus two, largely because Hurricane Ian was on the horizon. Uh, no one really knew it was going to happen, so they had to price Hurricane Ian into that opening line. Well, uh, the line is currently Tampa Bay minus one, as we thought it would be a few days ago, and it's sort of corrected to its normal place. So both teams here coming off of losses. And the story this season for Kansas City has been obviously the fast start, but then a lot of people noticing the loss last week. And I think more people noticed that loss than average because a lot of money was on Kansas City. The single most heavily bet team last week was Kansas City at minus four and minus five. So a lot of people watching that game, a lot of people losing money to that game. And that stings. When you have money on a team you expect to win and they lose, that's what people remember. So I think that's kind of the story right now with Kansas City and why uh, if I had to take a side here, I would lean Kansas City plus the one. But with Tampa Bay, you know, it's been... A lot of Tom Brady. He's been distracted. He's been missing practices. And I know that was written in, but that's been a lot of the conversation. Uh, week one, obviously against Dallas, looked like there was no rust. Looked like Tom was going to be fine. This this team's going to be fine. But the more the season progresses, the more injuries they endure. You know, th- this offense does has its question, have its question marks. And I know part of the question marks is, is they're not healthy. Like, that's part of everything, but that has to go into a handicap. And, uh, you know, the weather is the last kind of main situation here. They're playing in Tampa Bay, which I don't think weather is going to be a huge factor at all. Maybe a little bit of wind, but no rain. And if it is a little messy, I think Tampa Bay is more comfortable in that situation. But I don't foresee any big weather issues. Um, a lot of this handicap for me comes down, aside from the, the weather stuff and the distractions, the distractions, obviously, that has to be priced in. But it comes down to Kansas City against the type of defense they face. The last couple of years, or last at least year plus, 
Kansas City has been tremendous, one of the best teams in the league against man-to-man, but they've really struggled against the zone. And this kind of identified itself last year when this was like the the talk of everyone, right? Oh, the NFL's changing. There's more zone defense. There's you know teams willing to drop back and let you throw underneath and get those underneath yards. Well, that's continued this year. As a matter of fact, the average last year for zone defense being played was about 68% of snaps. The NFL in, in, a, in a whole played zone defense. This year, it's up to about 76%. So that's a huge, huge increase in one season. Question is, is it small sample size? Will it continue throughout the you know the whole year? Not so sure on that yet. But one thing we do know, Kansas City struggles when they see that kind of zone defense. Well, it's interesting because you would figure defenses would understand that, know that, and tweak what they do for Kansas City. Well, that wasn't the case week one and week two this week. Uh, Kansas City saw around 50% man-to-man, 50% zone, and they destroyed the defenses they played. And then uh, last week, week three, guess what? The Indianapolis Colts deploy a 90% zone defense and really frustrated the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you could make the, the, the case that Kansas City should have won that game, but I think that even helps our handicap. They get downgraded a little bit in the market. They've got revenge as a factor. Even though Tampa Bay lost as well, I think it's a good thing for Kansas City. So the story of this game, I think, is going to be actually Kansas City's defense. Will they allow Tampa Bay to get their yards on the ground? Um, Probably. But the question is, can they get to Tom Brady? I believe so. Kansas City's adjusted pressure rate is fourth in the NFL so far. And uh, they do play his defense, ninth most in the NFL. So they're very comfortable doing so. And overall, number seven in the NFL in terms of efficiency. So uh, I would lean Kansas City, but a lot of reasons to also go to go towards Tampa Bay that game. No pick for me there. But as I said, I mentioned earlier in the week, I'd have a handicap. And uh, there you go. All right, final pick here, final handicap for a football Friday is going to be an NFL teaser. And I would make this ASAP in case these lines move. Uh, we're going to take the Philadelphia Eagles from minus six and a half to uh, minus a half and the Denver Broncos from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. Let's talk about Philadelphia. Uh, my main reason for teasing this game is the the normal number of six and a half hasn't changed since the preseason. Okay, The, the preseason look ahead line was Philadelphia minus six and a half. Lines currently minus six and a half. And just in terms of adjustments, I have Philadelphia substantially higher adjusted from now to the, from the, to the beginning of the season than I do Jacksonville. So let's just start off there. It's a big numbers play for me. But I still believe Philadelphia in general is a little underrated in the market. Their defense is sixth overall in DVOA. They're fourth in passing DVOA. And yes, Jacksonville has looked good or at least better than we thought. But what have they done? They've beat a Washington team that... What do you think about Washington? Most of you probably don't think they're in the top 20. They beat an extremely injured, a laughably injured LA Chargers team. And I mean, we don't know, excuse me, they lost to Washington and then they beat the Chargers team. And then um, they, I think they have one other win in there. Here, let's pull it up. I don't have it written down here on my sheet, but I know they've got one other win in there. Um, do to do, do yeah the Colts of course they beat the, the Colts twenty four nothing which they own the Colts in Jacksonville so my, my my main thing here is we don't really know how much Jacksonville is we don't have any super important data points or games this year we're gonna learn a lot about Jacksonville this game but it's still not the best spot for Jacksonville and that's part of why we're fading him here uh, in in terms of overall efficiency Jacksonville's nineteenth in standard downs which is obviously not great but they're fourth in passing plays above average so. When they get ahead of the sticks, when it's not third and seven, but like third and f- or uh, second and seven, but second and five, second and four, Jacksonville as well. 
when it's third and one, third and two. Jacksonville does well, especially passing the football. But it's not a good matchup because Philly is very efficient against the pass, and I don't think they'll let Jacksonville into many of those situations. Uh, bad travel spot also for Jacksonville. They went to L.A. last week, have to go to Philly this week. And they face the number one offensive line, according to PFF, with their defensive line, number 22 in win rate in the NFL. So we'll take uh, the Philadelphia Eagles from minus six and a half to minus a half to get the win at home. Uh, My second teaser option, we're going to take Denver plus two and a half on the road at Las Vegas. Denver's ceiling to me is so much higher than we've seen. And they're still two and one, could be three and oh, if their kicker makes that last second field goal against the Seahawks. Uh, I believe Russell Wilson is a lot better than he's shown. And I think Hackett, Coach Hackett, is presumably better than he's shown. They just need time to gel. They didn't play at all in the preseason. So this has been a learning curve. And as a matter of fact, their head coach, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, for the Broncos, came out in the preseason and said, hey, everyone, temper your expectations. This is this team is not going to hit the ground running. We have a complex offense. I'm asking a lot of these guys, and they don't know what's going on entirely right now. So... Uh, I, I think Denver's got a lot to prove and a long ways to go that they actually can get there. Uh, so you you can also look at the uh, in-game coordinator that Nathaniel Hackett hired. I, I don't even know his name, but that that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hackett's willing to accept that he that he's losing a little control of areas he didn't expect, hire someone to take care of that, and he can focus on play calling. So actually, that's a bit of a, a, an upgrade. At least it's a net-net net, uh, neutral for the Broncos. And in terms of Las Vegas, I just think they're a mess right now. Josh McDaniels, I've got a lot of question marks about him as a head coach. The Raiders have the third worst offensive line in the NFL, only ahead of uh, Carolina and the New York Giants, and they've gone through nine linemen in three games. They're facing a Denver defense that's seventh most efficient in the NFL, and Randy Gregory, their bestie lineman, has a 26% win rate, which is third best amongst all pass rushers in, in the NFL. So... I just think Vegas doesn't have a great home field. On top of that, Denver fans are expected to fill about 20% of the stadium. I just can't get to Den- to Denver being a two-and-a-half-point underdog here. I do lean Denver with the, the the spread, but I do think we may take up to three. We talked about this before. It's called asymmetric, asymmetric risk. If it goes to three, perfect. We've got a great bet. If it goes down to two, no big deal taking two instead of two-and-a-half. So uh, Denver plus uh, eight-and-a-half with the tees. I think Russ gets going this game slightly more than he has in the past. I think that, that the uh, rush game for the Broncos gets going, and I think this Broncos defense has a good game on the road. So we'll take the Broncos from two-and-a-half to eight-and-a-half, and then the Philadelphia Eagles from six and a half to zero point five. Uh, that does it for today's show. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. And remember, tomorrow morning, first thing, we'll have some uh, quick picks for Saturday, bright and early. So good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.